0: does have it all all of our pre-owned
1: vehicles are hubler q certified which include a 128 point vehicle inspection a free carfax vehicle history report and two warranties a two-year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day 1,000 mile comprehensive warranty visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com hubler has it
2: all jake and a way, i feel like i've looked in the mirror like i don't know maybe 10 times since the colts Took one of these two Northwestern Wildcats on Saturday, and I've just said to myself, Adetamiwa That's Now say it again. Adetamiwa Adabare. Tommy, yep. Yeah, Tommy after that first reference. That's what he told us on Saturday. Um, and, and maybe I've done that to maybe prepare myself for our next guest. That would be the head coach of the Northwestern Wildcats, Pat Fitzgerald. Coach, if you're going to grade me, 1 to 10, how'd that sound?
1: But yeah, that was excellent. Not bad for a first timer. I, I would, I would uh, strongly recommend the Tommy. Uh, I, I think you'll be able to uh, do a great job with that. But man, oh man, did the Colts get two great, great guys and unbelievable players? Man, we're fired
0: up. Okay, now, Coach, I want you to grade me as well, uh, and I'll do my best here. Give me an A to F score, Evan Hull. <laughs> Is it was that Hull or Hull? Hull, H-U-L-L, Hull. See, where are you from? Like
1: Cleveland? I mean. Oh, boy.
0: Right oh boy. here in Indy, baby. Uh, you know what? And now, now, here's the thing, Coach. Be careful because, like, an hour ago, I was like, you know, this Pat Fitzgerald seems like a cool dude. Like, he'd be a cool guy <laughs> to hang out with. And then here we are. We're off to this right now. Evan Hall. Uh, did I say it wrong? Or is it Hall? Yeah,
1: no. It, it, listen, guys. It, love it, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. It, uh, you're going to really like these two guys. Uh, I think, number one, you know, I got to tip my hat to Chris and, and his staff. I mean, it, unbelievable job that they have always done. I've uh, known you know, Chris for a long time, and you, know, you want to talk about being thorough, uh, doing it the right way in, in, in the evaluation process, uh, and, and I think being really convicted with uh, you know, the decisions they make are best for the organization. So we're, we're incredibly thankful uh, to have two of our guys going to Indy, and um, I, I think the community more than anything is going to really enjoy the impact that both Tommy and Evan have because they'll be more than just football players or terrific men. Uh, they're going to be great teammates, and they're going to be uh, involved and engaged in the, in the community. By yeah.
0: the way, does Cleveland have an accent? I, Chicago has an accent. Now, Indianapolis no, no, has kind my... of a – Indy's got a subtle twang. I, I'll admit that. Like, I go places and people are like, you from the south? I'm like, what are you kidding me? I'm from Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrown off here. Uh, hey, um, Coach, let me ask you. You know, it's probably interesting, and, and I'm curious your standpoint on this because, um, you know, look – I. I do think you're I think you a heck of a football coach, and I think Northwestern has shown that. I, I know last year, probably in wins and losses, it wasn't where you wanted to be, but I feel like players coming out of Northwestern are going to be pretty sound football players. So is it ever of surprise to you which players are drafted and which are not? In other words, do you feel that there really is much transition between the college game and the NFL game and what guys are expected to do.
1: Yeah, I think it's a huge transition. You know, number one, I lived it right as a player. And now, let, let, let me not insult any guy that's played in the NFL. I mean, I did not have the athleticism to even belong in a camp back in the '90s. But um, you know, it's it's the one percent of the one percent of athletes that play our game, and um, it's just you, you have to be absolutely. Uh, relentless in everything you do as far as being a player on Sunday. And some guys are just incredibly talented and they can get away with it for a while, but uh, more times than not, it comes back to your attitude, what type of teammate you are, uh, you know, the relentless work ethic that you have. Then you got to be able to make plays and play within the framework of what you're being asked to do. And uh, are there more guys that I wish got opportunities? Absolutely. But it's simple economics, man. It's supply and demand. Uh, there's a finite number of jobs uh, in the NFL on the field, and uh, there's so many guys that want the opportunity. So, you know, when, when number 259 got picked, a young man from Toledo, they—it's Mr. Irrelevant. I don't know. 259 guys got their name called. I think it's pretty freaking relevant, man. I mean, it's a—it's a big deal. So, um, you know, it's—it's it's great to see our guys. We had four get drafted this year, and and uh, three more that are getting camp invites. So. Uh, you're right. Our record wasn't what it was, what we wanted it to be for sure. Uh, but, uh, we're not as far away maybe as our record indicates losing five, one score games and a couple games by two scores. We're, we're not that far away and, uh, you know, excited to get back to India and play in the championship. You know, we've been there two out the last five years and, uh, there's no doubt that's the driving force of every team in the big
2: 10. Uh, he is the second longest tenured coach in the big 10. Pat Fitzgerald with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Again, two draft picks for the Colts coming up on day three from his program. Let's get into those two, both of them captains. Tommy, you know, set the combine on fire. If it wasn't for Anthony Richardson, it was probably Tommy, the guy that, you know, drew the most headlines there. We're talking 284 pounds, and he ran a faster 40 than the draft picks the Colts made at corner and wide receiver just ahead of him. Uh, How do you see his best fit at the next level?
1: Yeah, yeah, I really think he's going to move inside and go, you know, progress full time to becoming a three technique defensive tackle. Um, you know, we were in the process of doing that. You know, Tommy came in as a developmental guy, meaning just he was a little weight wise undersized. And man, you want to talk about uh, uh, just absolute stud in his work ethic in the weight room. And um, that he had great traits and great talent coming in, but it was just his relentless work ethic that, uh, you know, really led him to that that type of performance got better every year. And now that he's going to focus on one position, uh, the sky's the limit for him. And so, you know, some organizations want guys already at 330 pounds and, you know, so on and so forth. You know, I think the Colts are going to be able to, you know, add, you know, just a handful of more pounds as, as he progresses through his career and, you know, you're going to probably see a guy in a year, 295, 300 pounds that's that's running for something fast, and uh, hopefully having a party in the backfield in the AFC. Okay,
2: then Evan Hull, um, You know, he's a guy that I feel like from a pass catching standpoint, the Colts need to try and tap into that. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor speaks for itself, but kind of right. getting that third down guy, Hull certainly caught the ball out of the backfield for you. But it almost seems like you're selling him short if you only label him as that. I mean, 2,000 rushing yeah. yards, you know, over the last yeah. couple of years.
1: Yeah, complete back. He can do it all. He, he's uh, number one, just like Tommy, but high level football intelligence. Uh, we asked him to line up in motion and shift. And we, he had to do a lot from a standpoint of not only learning running back and, and where his reads were and his cuts, but then protections uh, and then, you know, being able to line up anywhere on the field and then the entire route tree and then, you know, coverage concepts. So, uh, you know, as far as that, I think you're, you're going to check the box of a young man that uh, is very hungry. You know, uh, under recruited. You know, we offered him late. Uh, state champion, 100 meters, wrestler uh, in high school, and then uh, you know, humble to a point where I think you're going to see him be willing to do whatever the team asks him to do. If it's special teams, if it's third, whatever is needed. That's what you're going to get from Evan, and again, like you said, two guys that were captains for us that, um, you know, are just really special people beyond, uh, you know, their amazing traits on the field.
0: Coach, I want to go back to Pat Fitzgerald, the head coach at Northwestern, is our guest on the Payless Lakers Hotline. I want to go back to uh, Adabore. I hope I'm saying that correctly, Um, Mm -hmm. In his background. You know, he was born and raised in Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. but his parents come to the United States from Nigeria in the mm-hmm. in the 90s, which makes me feel really old, right? Um, <laughs> but I oftentimes feel like, and I want to make sure that I'm not romanticizing a story that doesn't exist, okay? But my thought process would be that this is a young man that, while he was born and raised in the U.S., he's seeing right underneath his own roof two people who understand the dedication and the work ethic and the sacrifice that goes towards being successful, to be able to make a life for themselves in a new land. And that example carries itself for a young person, even when he has God given athletic ability. Did you witness that?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think that'll be a great conversation for you guys to have with Tommy and let you know him share his thoughts. There's no doubt. Family is the foundation and uh, his parents are terrific. It's, We try to get his next youngest brother. Uh, He he decided to go to a school in Norman, Oklahoma. I don't know why he would have done that. I mean, he would have looked pretty darn good in purple too. But we'll we'll, we'll see what happens in the portal world. But uh, you know, I'll probably get charged with tampering now. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a special family. And again, like like Evan, I mean, Tommy's the same way. I mean, just a he just you you guys are going to love him. I mean, he's. And the organization is going to love him. I mean, this is a guy that wanted during training camp when everybody else was going back to take a nap, he wanted to watch film with with the coaches. I mean, he's, um, he's really a special guy. And, you know, we moved him around a lot. And now that he's going to play just one position, it's going to be great. But the family, I'd rather have him, you know, really elaborate for you guys. And I think all of your listeners and everybody in Indianapolis will be blown away.
2: Coach, I want to go back to something you said at the start um, and you know maybe any conversations you had with Chris Ballard during this process on these guys. Because you know, I remember when the Colts drafted Anthony Walker in 2017. When I mean, You talk about someone that I think Ballard said that he's going to take his job one day, just in how intelligent and, and how important he was for you guys. And obviously, he's had a great NFL career. So yep. what did you tell Chris or anybody associated, I guess, with the Colts when they asked you about Tommy and Evan?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, again, like, like most organizations, but, you know, the, when the, when the Colts come through here, um, you know, they're area scouts, there, and then, then you could tell, you know, when all of a sudden it goes like director of college scouting, and, you know, it, it starts to move up the, uh, the, the corporate ladder there, so to speak, in the scouting world. Uh, you know, they're always incredibly thorough, and uh, for us, what makes it so fun working with, um, you know, our colleagues in the NFL <laughs> regarding our players is it's, it's so easy to be honest. You know, it's, it, we don't have, you know, anything to hide with our guys. And so the conversations are pretty straightforward and um, you know, it was, it was like, Hey, listen, this kid's not even, you know, with Tommy in particular, he's not even close to what he's going to be. Uh, and if, if, if he does declare what he ended up doing, uh, you're going to see someone who's going to put up pretty special numbers, what those are specifically, we don't know, but I, I we, th- we thought everybody would be impressed. And then, like I said, you know Tommy first goes to the Senior Bowl and just shows off his explosiveness and his violence and his physicality, um, and, and then goes to the combine and puts on, you know, one of the best, if not the best ever, uh, as a defensive tackle from a standpoint of performance. So um, he's just scratching the surface. He, he's uh, he's going to be a guy that we believe is going to play for a long time. But Chris is a pro's pro. He and his staff are phenomenal. Uh, there's there's nobody better in the business, and. It's just been a privilege to get to know him and his staff and, and the way the Colts organization goes about their business.
0: When they go about that business and asking you, Pat Fitzgerald, about players, I mean, whether it be these two or other players, maybe they even ask you about guys you you saw on the opposite side from around the league. I don't know, but what percent of the evaluation that the Indianapolis Colts do do you feel like is non-football related. In other words, yeah. getting to yeah. know the person that they're getting and the commitment.
1: Very high. The percentage would be very high. You know, you'd know, you have to ask Chris specifically and you know, kind of what they and how they want to do it. But it is very evident. Uh, the, the culture looking for a very specific person. Uh, they want to create a culture in the organization that, that I think starts, just me as an outsider, uh, it starts with having just incredible people uh, in the organization, and that, at that core is the locker room. And um, you know, we, we've been we've been very fortunate. You mentioned Anthony Walker. I mean, it's you guys have drafted three of our captains. You know, I'll just say that. You know, I think that that's valued. I think that there's you know a lot of synergy in the way that we look at high school recruits, the same way that kind of Chris and his staff look at look at you know college prospects. That it's you know there, there's there's certain things you can see on tape, but more importantly, when things get challenging or things get successful you know, who is this young person going to be? And and they usually revert back to that regardless. And, um, you know, you guys have taken three of our best that I've ever had the privilege to coach. And I look forward to these two guys making an instant impact in the organization this year.
0: You know, one of the guys, too, while we have you here, Coach, that I wanted to ask you about, um, just because he's from the area. And, and I think his story is fascinating because it was so circuitous. And Hunter Johnson was a young man that was the number one recruit in the country coming out of high school, goes to Clemson, gets in the portal, goes to Northwestern, portals back to Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was he – I don't mean this to be harsh on him. I don't know the young man. I'm not going to say was he mis- Yeah. But But how does one go from being, the, you know, the number one can't-miss player to a guy that is essentially each place he goes kind of vying for time? Yeah, I,
1: well, I, I think if, there's a lot of unfair expectations put on young people in high school. I think that's number one. Uh, very, first of all, an unbelievable young man. I mean, incredible. And, um, you know, recently married and uh, was awesome while he was here. And, uh, you know, earned the starting job twice. You know, to his credit, he was, you know, right there. And it just it just didn't work. And, you know, I got asked kind of the same questions, and, and I'll, I'll project it back to me, that's uh, you know, I, I, I'm a two-time All-American. I don't get drafted. You know, things happen. It just, it sometimes it just, you know, it just, it just happens where it just doesn't all work out. But he put everything into it that he could. I, I hope and pray that he has no regrets. Um, and I think he just gave everything he had. And you know, as as all of us end up eventually doing, to play this great game, we we get welcomed to the greatest retirement club in america and that's called retired football players of america association and uh for some of us it's grade school some of it's high school some of it's college some of it's pros and um hunter is a great person and was a great player for us uh and we were just thankful to have him be a part of our program well
0: i think the fact that he was welcomed back to clemson shows that clearly there were no character issues there right i mean you know we wanted mean. we know we
1: wanted to have him come back here and uh you know, it was it was a great situation. I think he kind of went down there and was a, a pseudo GA. I know there was a very significant other in his life that was from Clemson, South Carolina, and uh, <laughs> I couldn't move Northwestern to, to Clemson. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, I, I, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think if you got both, the, the, or, or excuse me, all three of us—myself, Hunter, and Dabo—in a room, we, we'd all—it would be a, one of those bro-fests, you know, where <laughs> we all. You know, we all, I think we all love each other. And, and uh, we all, I know Dabo and I both think the world of Hunter. And, uh, you know, just, I'm just thankful he was in our program. And I'm thankful that he touched our, our lives. And I had a chance to coach his older brother, Cole, too. So, I mean, it, it's a great family. And uh, he, he did a great job for us and, and uh, was an awesome teammate. And just really thankful for to have him be a part of our program.
0: Lastly, I got to ask Coach. I went to the Birmingham Barons game. I was in Birmingham for IndyCar over the weekend. Went to see the Birmingham Barons on Saturday. They're the AA affiliate. Are, are they better right now than your White Sox as the AA team? Uh, is that because of the Cleveland comment earlier? <laughs> I just read your White Sox fan. I mean, I know you sang "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" at Wrigley. And then people yeah. are like, "Well, wait a minute! This guy's a South Side dude, so he's a White yeah. Sox guy." So yeah. I kind of, I kind of like the White Sox. They're struggling, but I kind of like going to games at, at, yeah, the park there. Yeah. Well, we call White. Yeah, I mean, it's I think guaranteed right now. It's it's it's
1: been a little. It's been a little. I mean, I still name. say
0: Comiskey, but I, you know.
1: Comiskey, Yeah, my dad calls it Sox Park. You know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, man, I'm a I'm a Chicago fan. I mean, I've, I've got some buddies on the South Side, that every time I think me out to the ball game at Wrigley. Uh, I get the hate text, you know, and, 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 I get it. And I love those guys, you know, they'll always be my boys, but uh, you know, we live in, 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 a, in a, in a pretty cool place. I mean, we're going to play again against Iowa at Wrigley this year. Uh, we're getting ready to redo Ryan field. And so we'll be, you know, displaced for a couple seasons and uh, you know, the T's are getting crossed and the I's are getting dotted, but it looks like Wrigley's going to be in the plan for that. And maybe some other venues here around Chicago beyond soldier field. So, um I, I i just i i told my boys some point in my life i'm going to see a red line world series where the cubs play the white Sox and this this city will go up for grabs don't think it's going to be this year though <laughs> hey
2: that that is smart by you singing at wrigley nil money whether it's a cubs fan or a white sox fan all counts the same for you
1: listen dude if we had nil in the 90s man Come on! I, yeah, I would have crushed
2: it. You would have been banking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I crushed it.
1: Yeah, You'd be I set. Mean, yeah. Think about yeah. think about that statue Peyton Manning has. I mean, she shooting probably <laughs> on the building. You know, with, you know, with the way Tennessee goes about this thing. But yeah, no, it's it's great. It's awesome, and uh, you know all the all the football fans in Indy. You know, I'll I'll say this: we've had the privilege of playing the Big Ten Championship twice and uh it's been awesome and the hospitality uh the venue is incredible uh it it truly is a destination uh, that we all are fighting for in the Big Ten and uh I I can't thank everybody down there enough for the great experiences we've had and and look forward to fighting our tail to get back you know it's uh it's something special to be a part of it once to be a part of it twice was surreal but the next time we, we're, we're there, we need to get we need to get the dub. I mean, I'm getting tired of being uh, you know. I feel like kind of uh, you know they call me number two. You know, I don't. Hey, you, don't got, like you
2: guys like hung it, in there pretty it, well a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, If you're not first, you're last, right? And I was last last year, so I'm tired of that garbage too. But uh, you know, it's 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 a great hub for for the Big Ten championship, and I uh, just appreciate our hospitality,
0: Coach. Whenever we have a guy on here that I that I just feel like is a cool dude, I always say. I was invited to my PBR party. I'm always like, you want to just come over and like, we'll just hang out and have a PBR and have a PBR party. In your case, you're Chicagoan, so I'll make it an old style party. Diet cokes are perfectly sufficient if you're not a beer guy. But <laughs> yeah, I'm good But like, I think beer. like you'd be fun to have an old style with. So if I'm in Chicago, we're gonna have an old or, or if you come for the Big Ten championship game and because I know you have all kinds of free time, then we'll yeah. do an old style party.
1: Yeah, I'm only coming when we're playing. It's like I, you know, I get we get to go to the Rose Bowl as Big Ten coaches, and I haven't gone since I played it's like. I don't eat In-N-Out Burger. Like, we got to earn that stuff, you know, when I go out California recruiting. But uh, I, I'm in, man. Let's let's do it. And uh, we, I, I'd love to do it. And let's have a, find a great charity and, and do a little fundraiser. Maybe we'll do a watch party or something like that. We'll have some fun and get after it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll Uber home. It'll all be good.
2: That oh, yeah. is a hell of an idea right there. Pat Fitzgerald, head coach of the Northwestern Wildcats. Again, coach of a couple of cold draft picks here in 2023. Coach, can't thank you enough. Great stuff. And uh, good luck this fall.
1: All right, guys, thanks a lot to all of our Cat fans in Indy. Appreciate your support, too. Go Cats and go Colts. Thanks, guys.